You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Carly's Couch. We are talking about emotions part two. So if you didn't listen to last week about naming emotions, listen to that because this week flows right from that. Yep. So run it on back. Today we're talking about feelings. Um, and last week was why why it's important to identify your emotions and ways to do that and to explore that in your life. And then this week is processing emotions. So dealing with them, thinking through them, working through them, etc. Yeah. So really, I thought about this topic first and how to process your emotions when you're kind of in a breakdown um, or when you're going through a breakdown in order to get out of that. But then I realized like, oh, in order to process your emotions, you really have to understand your emotions in the first place, be able to name them, call them out, etc., which is why we did the last episode. So this one is a little bit more tactical in if you're feeling like you're kind of stuck or if you're like having a breakdown at some different area, um, how using this um, process of processing your emotions can help get you out of that. And so if you are working through this or working through some emotions and processing some, definitely stay tuned. If you know somebody else who is, please share this episode with them. Yeah, and also um, leave us some voicemails because we want to include those in our episode. So give us a call at 323-505-2030 if you want to be included in any of our upcoming episodes. And we're definitely going to be listening to those as well. Yep, so join us on the bouch. So first, Carly, how have you been taught about processing emotions? Like, what is your earliest thought um, about processing? Oh, man, um, I'm not sure about my early I'm not really sure about my earliest thought about processing emotions I'm trying to think through that um a lot of the stuff that I was taught was not about processing at all it was like stop crying or don't do this I'm like thinking about my grandma in particular uh, <laughs> yeah, about my grandma. <laughs> because you know what it um it takes a lot of effort to even let other people process their emotions. And uh, there's a better word I'm trying to think of. But, like, when it comes to parenting, and I'm not a parent, so I don't need to hear nothing about, oh, you don't know, or whatever. But it's very easy to be lazy in that you just want them to stop talking or don't do this or don't do that. And I think it does take a lot more work and a lot more patience to actually work through those things, um, which a lot of times parents don't have or grandparents don't have because you're their 2,000th kid that's running around the house or whatever it may be um but you know it's one of those things it sounds like it's almost too good to be true like I can understand after a kid yelling all day every day for years you're like all right just shut shut up like just just stop (laughs) um so I get it and I think you really have to just be like in Yoda space to be able to deal with that kind of stuff Man, it definitely takes some grace and some patience. Shout out to all my friends who are parents who I see like actually giving their kids the space to express emotions and process them. I've been seeing a lot of cool things um, like emotion process corners. So instead of like sending them to time out, you send them to a space where they get to explore their emotions. Yeah, Yeah. I think that it seems like a lot more kids and I don't know if this is just from a social media bubble because sometimes that just seems like a lot more people are aware and it's not necessarily the real world but there is so much more conversation around parenting 
um, which I keep kind of coming back to just because a lot of these things form um, in your youth so, so much. And teachers who are incorporating a little bit more of that grace and patience and process with their kids um, because it's never or maybe I shouldn't say never but you know it's not always it's just a bad kid or like you know whatever it seems on the outside but a lot of times it's this is the result of not processing something or this is the result of not knowing how to process something um, and that's something to learn it's really a skill which we didn't really learn or I don't think was was hammered in enough if there was maybe some book that was read or something at some point. Um, and so even now, like Carly, in your curriculums that you work on, you include like things of this nature. And um, I think that's so good that we do have a little bit more focus on um, looking at how you feel and processing that. Absolutely. Do you have any memories of growing up or even like in maybe younger adulthood about processing emotions or when you started to learn how to do that? Mm-mm. Um, I don't think I've ever been in any class that focused on um, emotions or even that had like any mental health aspects or I don't remember that being a part of any uh, activities or anything like that, really. I'm sure maybe it was. But like I said, not enough for me to think about it like, oh, OK, I learned that I need to process my emotions when I feel certain ways. Like I never did that. Yeah, I didn't start. uh, I can't remember. Maybe I did before. But the first thing that really comes to mind is when I started doing yoga and started my whole self-love journey. Like that's really when I started figuring out like, oh, man, it's important to identify these emotions and then give them space and allow myself to feel these things. Like I did. I was like, wow, this is like a whole new world. Mm -hmm. And then also like processing our emotions similar to naming them. I think it's something that we just overlook a lot because it's just not something you're used to thinking about. Like we're not even challenging the fact that that's what we need to be doing or that that may be part of the issue and or the issue. And so I think a lot of time, um, you know, we're just not thinking about this. So I challenge you to not just be like, oh, okay, I don't really need this episode because I process my emotions or I know how I feel. Um, but to really listen and think about how many more things you may have that you could process and or, Um, to think about where those hardships or hard places are in your life and how processing through emotions could be a beneficial part of getting through that. Because we have a gap we've already notated in the last episode of identifying emotions, and then we have a gap of processing, and so that just leads us with a bunch of stuff that we're carrying around or that could be affecting us without us even realizing it. Like emotions are energy in our body, and it ends up getting stored in different ways that start to weigh on us. Mm-hmm. Um, so how often would you say that you process your emotions if you do? Um, I think I, I usually always process them. So all the time. I guess. So what does that look like for you? Um, for example, at the beginning of this year, I've been very introspective and it's been a little heavy. And so I've been allowing myself the space to feel that out, to write that out. I've been making myself take walks and get out and get some sunshine or exercise outside so that I can really feel what's going on um, without it allowing it to like overtake me or feeling like I'm stuck in it. Um, and so moving around. So just, yeah, I think I'm in a constant process of processing what's going on. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's good. I don't know. Um, sometimes like, and we've mentioned that sometimes it feels like if you're always feel like you're processing, it's like, I'm, I don't know. I feel like I'm not really just chilling also. Um, for me, even though I'm not the best at, naming emotions when I'm in a space of um 
breakdown and or again it's very interesting that I probably don't think about this when I'm feeling good um just like also like when I used to like do writing or when I used to draw and do things I would always do it when I felt some kind of way but I don't never like there's nothing I do when I feel good I don't think outside of like actually just fucking chill um but it seems like when it comes to creativity, writing, doing stuff, thinking, like, oh, I'm a journal, it's because I feel some kind of way, which maybe I need to think about that a little more. Um, but I do process my feelings and my emotions maybe kind of often um, because when I do know how I feel, I'm really, I really like to approach things logically and I like to respond logically to other people are to situations um and so I'll kind of just think about what does this mean or what's going on um and ask myself kind of a series of questions that we could talk about as we get into the episode um but then there's some emotions I think that I don't process and or that are maybe more difficult to process because they just turn into like um oh man what what emotions are these ones where you're just like maybe blah or like overwhelmed and you just want to take a nap instead so it's like if if you're processing it's not really processing you're just like thinking about the same stuff and so you're not doing anything um which in itself is like a a weird space to be in so Mm -hmm. like with those sometimes it's like processing isn't really the answer and or maybe um processing it means I didn't get to the okay so what do I need to do part Um, But I'm just kind of like ruminating in it. So be sure that you're not confusing processing your emotions with just like thinking about it all the time because it's a little bit further than that. And we have a whole episode on reflection versus rumination. So just Google that with Carly's couch. I don't know what number it is, but that's a quick way to tell if you're just actually sitting in things, which we tend to do. I mean, often and even when we try to reflect, we can just kind of get stuck in them. So if you feel like you're stuck in something, maybe you don't need to do that. And something else you said, um, you're like when you're processing, you know, you get to like what you need to do. Do you feel like processing always leads to something that you should do? Like with emotions? Um, it might. It depends on what the emotion is. Mm. Um, I think a lot of times it does. Sometimes you have to just be okay with the thing. Mm. And maybe sometimes you don't have control over the what you can do part. Um, And I can't think of very specific at this moment, but I think that, you know, I would, I think you, you know, like if a lot of this is also about what's my responsibility in the thing or in these feelings or in whatever's making me feel this way, um, there's always something that you could take from that for yourself. But sometimes it really, you know, unfortunately you can't change something or you can't, you can't fix it or control somebody else or whatever. So sometimes you just have to be okay with it. Sometimes you have to decide to just, you know, oh man, there's that again, but what, what, can I focus on something else or can I just get out of this space of this emotion? So maybe that's the thing. I don't know. Um, But mentioning that there's also a few other um kind of tells that might show that you have emotions that you need to process um one of them you just said was feeling stuck so if you're kind of feeling stuck there may be some emotions that you need to process um another one is if you're having a breakdown in some area of your life and this is what I kind of started out mentioning at the beginning excuse me is um let's say if you are like if your finances are like doing really bad and things going really bad there like 
sure there's things you need to be doing like in real life but there's a lot of emotions probably to process there that may have to do with guilt shame um um avoidance and like all kinds of things um and other spaces may of course be your relationships so if there's a breakdown between friends or a romantic relationship or family um then you're gonna have some emotions that you could probably process to get through that and then another space would be um with your own like health or your own mental space how you feel about yourself like there's just a lot of different things like if you're if you feel like you're like oh like I can't do this anymore or you know you feel like you're kind of at rock bottom in a certain space regardless of what space it is there are emotions there that if you process can kind of get you moving in the right direction um to change your perspective and get you to a place of breakthrough versus kind of being in this space of ruminating on the bad. Mm -hmm. Another one is if you are feeling very reactionary to the world that's going on around you, you notice yourself being really irritable or projecting like your thoughts and negative feelings on other people. Like, Oh, she probably did that because you know, this and this and this, and it's like, all right, that might be a sign that, you know, you have some things that you need to work through. Yeah. I was going through that yesterday. Cause I was like, man, I noticed like everything was annoying me, but it wasn't necessarily like anything different. You know, like some days it's like, all right, cool. Like, you know, if this person says something or something happens, you're like, whatever. But like, for some reason, like everything was annoying me. So I just had to be like, all right, I'm just irritable today. Or I had to think about and process like what was going on. And then I just kind of removed myself and just, you know, sometimes you just need your own space or whatever. Um, so even when you are feeling some kind of way, just a process that helps you realize, um, that a, you know, it might not even really be that serious and, or what you need to do, like in a situation like that. Um, another tell that you might have process or emotions to process is if you feel drained all the time, if you feel, um, like you just don't have any energy. This is kind of me lately too. Like, you know, I feel like you don't have any energy. You're not the same energy. You just feel drained. Um, there may be some emotions that you need to process because I realize a lot of times um, just the thinking about things and or maybe it's not necessarily worry, but um, for an example, to worry about something and or um, just the writing about it or the talking about it is enough to like completely drain your energy more than the actual thing itself. Um, or if it's like, uh, one thing we talk about all the time, like following up or, you know, being caught up on work or stuff like that. Like if you could think so much about this email you got to send that you really be too drained to send the email, like it's crazy. Um, but yeah, like that's kind of showing you like, all right, you need to process. Like if you feel guilty about not doing something or you feel however about, you know, you don't, you feel not worthy about something or like whatever it is, you need to process that so you can not spend so much time just thinking about things um, and actually be more efficient. And emotions aren't fun to talk about or fun to think about or deal with. And it can be exhausting, but it's so important because emotions are they can so adversely affect your health. Like on just a very scientific level, like I know emotions can sound very frou-frou and very whatever, but there's so much scientific research in how heavily stress weighs on your body and the not, process, not processing emotions leads to so many health like diseases and heart failures and all of these things. Like there's so many people that if they had the space and the tools and the access to be able to help deal with their emotions, like wouldn't have died premature deaths or maybe wouldn't have all of these ailments and things happening in their life. Like, so it's so important to process because it's so very 
affects your body on like a man I got so passionate all my words are running together but it affects your body on a visceral level it's so important to your health to make sure you're taking time to process these things yeah and I would say even take some time to google that because there's a lot of stuff that I'm not gonna try to explain um but I've heard a lot of people say like disease is dis-ease like just not being in a core space is really put your body in um a place to just go out of whack like it really does and so um to be more content to be more at peace perhaps again to go back to the fact that we shouldn't just talk about you know just negative emotions and processing those um but to focus more on those positive emotions or to make sure that you are processing those negative ones, especially um, will keep you in a space that for sure you'll be much healthier. And also the benefit of processing your emotions is just to have a more enjoyable life. Um, when you can process things and move through them, it's just letting you progress. I think a lot better. You're not as stressed um, and you're seeing things through fresher eyes more often um, then if you're kind of stuck in a place or to me to not process emotions is like just kind of going in circles with certain things or to be kind of stuck in a certain space with certain things. Excuse me. So you're not really moving forward um, to enjoy life the way that you could. And how I imagine it is if you're literally we talked about like letting go of things, you're carrying around all of this stuff that's weighing you down. So you're not even able to be present in the moment. So you're really not being able to spend time with those people you love doing things you love. You're not bringing your full self to any situation, most importantly for yourself. And so processing emotions is a way to let go of some of that baggage and work through some of those things and allow you to experience, you know, the width and the breadth and the depth of life more fully. Yeah, that's good. Because when you also have uh, emotions on your shoulders or over you that you haven't processed you're limited in how you're seeing everything and every person like how you just mentioned earlier you may um, snap more on people because of your own mess um, and you may happen to just see certain things because of your own projections or whatever that's why they say that the two biggest emotions to process which are probably the hardest as well are guilt um, which we talked about in episode, what, 84. Mm -hmm. um, we talked specifically about guilt, but processing guilt and also resentment um, are some of the biggest emotions to process because they color how you see everything. Like imagine if you don't, if you never process that resentment you had for Katie in second grade um, who used to do something Every time you slightly see an example of, oh, this kind of makes you think of that or that reminds you of this or, you know, it's like you always go back to that place and or now you're always recreating, oh, that they must feel like this because it reminded you of that. And it's like you don't move forward in relationships. That's an easier example as well. It's like as long as you have resentment around a thing, you know. As soon as somebody shows something that resembles that, you snap right back into that space mm -hmm. instead of letting this be something new or different or um, letting this maybe one instance slide or, or not matter or hold as much weight as you think it does. Um, and so it just continues to like paint this narrative and you're kind of um, having a, a, this bias where you're making everything continue to um, support that narrative as you're moving forward with different relationships and different environments and different people and so that's why it's so important to process those things um, what are your thoughts on guilt and resentment as some of those important emotions to process they're some of the most complex emotions because there's so many reasons you could be feeling them there's so many 
real traumas. Like that's not to minimize the things that happened to us that made us have these feelings in general, but they're harder to process because they can be so complex. Cause you might be very justified in feeling that resentment towards somebody. You might not ever get an apology and you still have to forgive and you still have to do it for yourself and work through these things. Even if you never get to have the interaction with that other person or through that situation um, where you might feel justified or like you were done right by or whatever, like you might not ever get that and you still might have to move on. And that just, um, as Lexi was saying, paints it's these narratives. Why does it feel so good to like hold on to it? <sighs> um, and you don't even be trying to. But I don't know. Just, I don't know why it feels good to just be like, man, they did this. I don't know. I have no idea. I just always think of that Buddha quote, like being angry with someone or holding stuff against them is like you drinking poison, expecting them to die. Because they might not even be thinking about you. Mm. Like Katie from second grade might not even know who you Sometimes are. Sometimes it's what it is too. And this is what bothers me so much. What I see on Twitter all day, people talking about, oh, that karma's going to get you or karma got you. And it's like, yo, just don't even, <laughs> you trying to connect all these dots that don't got nothing to do with nothing. Like maybe nothing never happens to that person. Maybe they live a great life and they're a zillionaire mm. or whatever. But it's like, we want to hope something happens, so you're still thinking about it, but really you're still moving as if, you know, that's that person's thinking about you, and it's like, just, you got to let all of it go sometimes. Because you know it's somewhere, somebody somewhere who was hating on Jeff Bezos because of something he did, and this man is a good, about to be a trillionaire or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Not to say that that makes his life better, but. Amazon fresh popping across <laughs> the street from me, so I don't got nothing to say about that, man. Thank you for everything you have done. Yo, well, shout out to Mackenzie and spending all, all of her money on making the world a better place. But anyways, um, I think that they're so hard to process because there's not a handbook with life, and those are very complex emotions that are very deeply rooted have very much colored our lenses and our perspectives with which we see the world and it's not saying that we're wrong and in initially feeling those things but we have to learn how to let that shit go so we can live our best life aside from whatever has happened to us yeah and so now to actually talk about processing those emotions um what are some unhealthy ways to process because you could do a lot of things but I think some aren't so awesome for you man we talked about it a little bit earlier but like blaming people projecting like man I can't have a healthy relationship because of what so-and-so did to me in sixth grade and it's like ah, I don't think that that's really the case you're doing all of these things to create the self-fulfilling prophecy in your life but you know that's not really their fault so you can't blame people for decisions and actions that you make in your perspective yeah, you cannot blame. Like, you cannot get past anything if you're blaming somebody else for it. Um, because, really, you're kind of diminishing your own power in it in, in, your, in the way that you can't progress in that space at all anyway. Another one that we mentioned earlier was rumination. That was episode 91 um, when we said we talked about that before, reflection versus rumination. But to ruminate in an emotion is not necessarily processing it. That is you just being stuck on a wheel. Um in this space I would say avoidance uh, not thinking about it or um, I would say avoidance and denial like acting like it's not there like nah I don't, I don't yeah, I'm that's not, what I be doing no nah, I'm feeling good it's not there ain't nothing mm-hmm. wrong you know I ain't opened this bill from last month but it's cool oh, it's man. not there oh uh. <laughs> I don't open no mail, boy. I got a stack, and I keep putting mail on top of it, and I don't never open none of it. Oh, man. Spectrum just sent me a text message like, all right, dog. <laughs> Yo, they sent me the, the mail. I don't read it. Then they sent me emails. I don't read it. And then they be like, text like, all right, so you know you got to tomorrow. And then I be like, all right, that's when I pay the bill. <laughs> you got to text me, bro. Um, another unhealthy way to process is self-harm. 
And that could be in a variety of different ways. That could be uh, physically and like technically harming yourself as a way to kind of try to let things go or process them because you um, have trouble maybe communicating or or expressing it to others. Um, But it could also be self-harm in a way of um, talking negatively to yourself or, you know, treating yourself negatively. I know there's people who, well, this is physical, like people who like kind of punish themselves, but it may be like, oh, I'm not going to eat dinner tonight or... Um, you know, whatever things like that, because they feel like I feel guilty. So I shouldn't uh, do this thing or shouldn't do that. Or I'm going to do this to myself to like make up for it or whatever. Um, So those are very unhealthy ways as well to uh, try to process emotion. Absolutely. Can you think of any other ones? I was thinking I'm like pretty much for me, those different ways kind of encompass like anything else I would say would be an unhealthy way to process maybe um because yeah. maybe unhealthy way to process this could go in self-harm too is like to overeat or to oversleep mm-hmm. um to avoid uh avoidance maybe goes into that or self-harm is like um if you just like oh, I'm not gonna do anything like that's what I'd be doing I'm like I'm just not gonna do anything I did this two days in a row where I had so much stuff to do I'm like yeah the longer the day goes the more because I was ruminating first all day and then when it's like oh I could do it now but it's after four so I'm gonna just do it tomorrow and now it's like you just put it off um so all those things are just unhealthy and it's really easy to avoid um but all of these things also do nothing but exacerbate the problem and they're really just perpetuate that emotion instead of working through it you're just kind of like stumbling around it instead Mm-hmm. And you don't have to live life like that. You absolutely do not. It can feel good. Like processing emotions doesn't always feel good, but once you process them, it's it's always a good thing. But I think one thing too, and and um, we kind of maybe alluded to this in the last episode as well, is that you you don't know. So like also for me, and when I, I talked about you know being a little bit more emotionally detached and not being as in tune with my emotions, you're like, oh man, you don't have to live like that. But I don't. I never knew what it felt like mm-hmm. to like process emotions or to approach it any differently because I never had before and so you know how a lot of people just tend to have a little bit more like morose demeanor or kind of like not not that I don't want to say like they oh they always look depressed because like everybody kind of can have their happy times whatever but just tend to seem more like blah or like they're always worried or something like that and I think that when we talk about emotions kind of being burdensome on you can be in that way it's like you're carrying them but that you're just used to that and that's just what you know and so you're kind of that type of a person whereas you don't realize how that it could feel lighter to talk about a thing or it could feel lighter to process or do whatever um and so I think that's a big thing is just you know and why I wanted to talk about what it feels like to not process or what it feels like when you're never naming your emotions because hey identify that these things and how you're living actually could be a little bit different and it could be a little bit more refreshing and open and all of that. Um, if you do identify that, Oh yeah, I'm kind of like detached. I didn't really think about that. Um, but now what can it mean to process and to start to let some of those things go? You may find yourself feeling more lighthearted, being more nicer, et cetera, because I'm not that nice, but like I'm way nicer than I was before. Like, and I'm kind of negative now, but like my friends used to say, I was super, super negative, like super negative, like super mean. And so even though I still am, it's like still a different level, like I'm much more nicer or whatever in general. And I can tell a huge difference in like a certain era of my life and now. So I think that you just might not know. 
Yeah, two things came up. The first one is like, think about how if you are carrying that resentment, if it did kind of hit you, we were talking about relationships, um, because I think we all have narratives from negative romantic relationships or friendships or whatever. And like, just think about how much better those can be too. Like they don't always have to be the same way. It doesn't, you can, you always have the power to rewrite your own stories um, and to create a better life. And that's like one thing from my whole self-love journey that I'm like, man, I didn't know life could feel this good. I really had no idea. And I didn't start that till I was like 23, 24. Mm -hmm. And so I've just been like, um, unfolding more and more of that every year. And I'm kind of the opposite. I used to be way too nice and kind of like let people like, and trying to be helpful, let people run all over me and do stuff. And now a bitch has boundaries. So absolutely (laughs) not. Um, I'm still really nice and still really kind and still myself, but with boundaries. And it feels so good to say no. Yeah, and you also mentioned earlier denial, which I think is one of those things like we don't, sometimes we don't recognize that we're in denial until like, I don't know, maybe a particular conversation or until something finally like snaps or you admit something. And I think a lot of times that can have to do with your past as well. Like I've said before, um, your family might have been great. Like, oh, I didn't get beat up or anything. But also, are you in denial about you know, how open you could be or, you know, just about different things that, oh, maybe, you know, some of these things did make me like this because it could have been more of this or, you know, I did not experience this or that um, or I cooked all of my own meals, whatever it might be. Like, I think that because we grow up in it and because we've lived our life a certain way, we're in denial about other things that could have been happening or other things that we didn't know about or that we we don't know about till now and so it's hard sometimes to go back and say like oh yeah I didn't have a great relationship with this person or that person or you know that uh maybe decisions I made weren't good or whatever it is because you know you've already worked through them now or you've you're past them now but to go back and really see where what you're in denial about or to identify those things can really open you up to actually like how do you actually feel about them and now being able to process them yeah and we're not saying these things and that it always feels good and it's always going to be roses and everything because it's not it kind of sucks sometimes to rehash (laughs) these things or to open up these things that you've been carrying around or been in denial about for a long time but it, it will always lead to something that feels better and gives you more space in your present day Yep. So then let's end this now with talking about some healthy ways to process emotion. And recall and remember that we're talking about, you know, if you're noticing you feel stuck or in breakdown or just like, man, I don't know what's really going on. um, These are some things you can do to work your way through that in order to have a fresh perspective. Like, all right, things are cool. This is the direction we're going in. um, And now I can move through this, not just moving around it. Something that was helpful for me and we talked about in the last episode is naming things. So you take a moment to get self-aware. You're, you notice what's going on. You name it. You accept that it's present. And then if possible, you do something about it. Um, and one of the articles said, like, say to yourself out loud. What, <laughs> whew, bless you. I'm sorry. I see. I said out loud, just like that. Bam. Um, say to yourself out loud or maybe in a journal, like what emotions you're experiencing as you're experiencing it. And that'll create some distance. So instead of saying, oh, I'm so depressed, you might be saying, you know, I'm feeling really sad and heavy today. There are some there's some depression present um, thinking about that. And can you stop right there? What's the difference between that? 
Um, is, is it the t- technical words or what did you say? Because you said it sounded like you said I'm depressed and then you said I'm feeling depressed. Yep. So changing it. So um, by putting a name to it and not allowing it to become part of who you are, but just saying that or it's not there. I am. Yeah, like not I am depressed or mm-hmm. I am angry, which you very well could be in that mo- in that moment. But like, there's I'm a lot feeling. of anger present. Yeah, I'm feeling very angry. There's a lot yeah. of anger here right now, and that gives you a little bit of space towards it. And we mentioned that a little bit in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think when it comes to your journaling. Um, writing out your prompts, like I feel guilty because, and just starting to write from there, um, listing people you're upset with. I've, um, in my journal, cause I was flipping back through it maybe like a week or so ago, but I saw something that I wrote one time where I was like, things I've learned. I don't like about myself from other people. Ooh. And so for I had each person name in there and I was like, Sometimes I like, and basically it was like, you know, sometimes I get aggravated with people, but it's because of these certain things that they remind me of myself. Um, and so I was like, dang, I was going in. So that was a good prompt for me. Um, and it helped me to be like, all right, it's not this person who's annoying or, you know, it's not really that thing, but really I'm just like, um, I'm thinking about this thing about myself. And so I'm kind of judging that they're doing that because I, mm. I work on that or I'm, or I used to do that or whatever it may be. Right. Um, so when you journal, like going straight to that emotion and like, why do you feel like that? Dang, that's a good one. I need to probably journal and think through that. Um, I had everybody name in there. <laughs> um, very real. Let's see. Another one, um, is when you're writing, um, writing is very therapeutic, especially like pen to paper. There's a lot of scientific research behind that, that I won't delve into, but you can definitely Google it. But like writing a letter to yourself or about like forgiveness or writing, a letter to somebody who pissed you off or hurt your feelings um, and maybe never with the intent to send it, but just writing it out and not censoring yourself. And I think that is the most important thing, not censoring it because you'll feel like, oh man, I feel guilty for being angry with my mom or I feel, you know, ashamed to be angry with my best friend because she's more, she got this contract and I'm jealous, whatever the thing is, just like, don't censor yourself, write that shit down so you can actually cope with what's going on and find a way to process through it. But I would say to like write a letter to them uncensored and maybe never send it maybe do whatever it just depends but writing it just letting it all out yeah I've written a letter one time that I can think of that I did send it was like 10 pages that I sent to a guy but one thing that was good about writing it to me was that as I was writing it you know when things are on paper versus like when you're having a um a conversation uh verbally when things are on paper I can make sure I'm making sense and like I'm, you know, I'm covering the things I want to cover and that it's laid out in a way where I'm like, you know, point A and because of that, this and whatever. Um, And I think to write it out helped me to also be a little more logical about it. And it also helped me identify where some things were just my things. And but some things like, okay, but no, I felt like this because of this. Um, So it helped me actually, I think, kind of have a little more grace around situations but it became more of a I just want to be able to express this because it's easier for me to write it down and be very clear whereas sometimes people say something else like kind of either left field or like they want to throw in their gripes and now it's like well we're not even talking about the same thing no more mm-hmm. so sometimes it's hard to talk to people and it's easier for you to just write it all out and then in writing it out and in reading those types of things even if it's your own thing to yourself you're processing it because now you are uh, really going through what you feel and why. And then it's like, okay, now what after that? Um, So yeah, I've done that before and that was pretty good. 
actually. Yeah, I like that. Um, I know I've definitely wrote talking points in my notes before, so I can have a conversation with someone and try to make sure that <laughs> I like staying on. <laughs> um, another one is to call someone and talk about how you're feeling in a space without judgment. It's one of those like, hey, can you hold some space for me? <laughs> yep. Okay, cool. I don't really want any advice right now. I just want to vent or whatever it is that you're going through and just like talking through what's going on because in talking through it and getting it out there you might be able to reframe some points for yourself by just allowing yourself that moment to release yeah sometimes when you start talking to you like oh yeah that was stupid um <laughs> or like you 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 know what i mean like you hear your own self and you're like oh yeah that is being kind of harsh right now or you know or actually it's not that bad um so sometimes it's maybe even talk aloud to yourself but i i don't ever call people to talk really because I don't know. Mostly, I don't know. I think maybe I just feel like I know how to process things enough myself, but maybe, maybe I don't though. So I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I could. I think if I do talk to people about things, it's because I know it's a space of something that they've dealt with. And even in saying this, like it, it doesn't have to be nothing deep. I just really don't call people about stuff um, besides maybe like announcement or, you know, whatever. Um, but maybe if it's something where I feel like, oh, I know they have some certain answers. Um, that's when I kind of tend to talk to people, not just to talk and like, don't expect them to say anything back. So sometimes that makes it harder for me to just listen without wanting to like give advice or like talk. And then I, somebody got on me recently cause they were like, man, can I just vent? Cause every time they said something, I was like, well, you did say blah, 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 or well, so we could do this. And then they would get so angry. And I'm like, shit, I could not help it. And so, like, third, fourth time I did it, I was like, oh, man, I know I'm doing it. And they're just like, yeah, I just don't want to talk to you anymore. And I was like, I get it. But <laughs> <laughs> also, like, I don't know. There's some solutions here. He's like, I just want to vent about it. And so I I, I, I had to catch myself finally one time. It was mad. Oh, I forgot what he was mad about. Um, mad because the neighbor, when they would run their laundry, it like backed up into the garbage disposal or something. And so he would just be angry about it. And so instead of me being like, all right, call the guy or do whatever. I was like, yeah, you shouldn't have to deal with this. Like I responded differently. He's like, and he hugged me. He's like, thank you so much for just letting me be mad. <laughs> I was like, all right, bro. But so what are you going to do though? <laughs> like, so what are we, we going to do? Um, but I, but I did recognize that like, it's hard to listen sometimes too. So, um, and, and maybe I don't call people because I don't respond that way either. Yeah. I, calling people is very necessary for me. Um, it's just, it's helpful. But to why? Help me process. Um, Cause I can process by myself, but when I notice that I'm ruminating or that I'm getting stuck in my head, sometimes mm -hmm. it's helpful to talk through it with somebody else. Like, um, Stacey and I'll call be like, yo, you got a sec? Yeah, cool. Okay. I'm tripping on this and I know I'm tripping on it. Where am I missing the thing on my perspective? Like, where am I, what am I missing right now? She was like, oh girl, you're not missing nothing. You just human. I'm like, that's not what I needed. <laughs> that's so funny. Like, oh girl, you're not missing nothing. I'm like, ah, <laughs> but like we do have the, you know, those moments. Cause she'll call me too. Like, yo, you got a sec? I'm like, yeah, I got you. What's up? Up. Mm -hmm. and the same thing we'll talk to it through it and sometimes it is just that moment where you need someone to be like yeah mm -hmm. you're like okay you're right but I need to fix it though yeah mm -hmm. um, and just processing through it but I realize like I'm great and I can do all these things by myself sometimes it's also great to know either one that somebody's been through something and can, can kind of help me process it or that I'm not alone in feeling like this um, it's just helpful to know that you're not alone mm -hmm. 
Um, another thing you can do to process emotion is we all know that movie or the, that song that you can listen to and it really, you know, puts you in an emotional place. Even if you can't un- really understand it, but like sometimes it just hits a little harder. Like if you're watching The Notebook or something, whatever. This is us. Yeah, but you might, sometimes you're watching an episode of something or something you've already seen and you're like, dang, why, do, why am I getting a little teary-eyed? Like, and you feel extra, like, filled with emotion. Um, I think that to to put something on or... Uh, whether it's visually or to listen to whatever is good because that can like just just spark it and just get it out and just get it moving um I hate that like I hate as soon as I'm watching something I could tell I'm about to start getting teary-eyed man I'd be trying to force it back so bad like I just hate that feeling because I don't feel in control um but it's but it's good just let it go and then sometimes I'll be mad when I'm trying to process emotion and I can't like really cry or like like it's like on the edge but like it won't all the way come out or like your throat just getting dry but they ain't doing nothing else so it's like oh i can't get it out um but yeah sometimes just listen to something to spark it um that can be a healthy way to process through the emotion if you're trying to cry watch this is us anytime i find myself on the edge and i can't Isn't quite a tv show there. yeah oh people do talk about crying every week though. oh man <clears throat> on hulu they don't miss um <laughs> the writers have not missed Oh, you queer eye for the straight guy. What is that the name of it now? Uh-huh. Still, man, that joint. Every episode hit on me. For is it real. good? Yeah, except for the um, ones where we was talking to like Trump supporters. A couple, a couple ones that were a little off for me, but most of them is like, yo, every time they get you because they be right on the emotions with uh, whoever the person they're trying to work with or help because they're really that person's really talking about their insecurities or why they don't dress a certain way, why they don't mm. do certain things, or why their house looks a certain way. You know, it always goes back to like how you think about yourself and that how you express that in your outward world or whatever. And they always would do a really good job of uncovering that. So they're like really good. Okay. I always would cry every time I watch one of those, one of those new ones. I'm going to start watching that as well. Um, mm-hmm. This is us for sure. Another one, which I say often meditation, mindfulness, um, finding ways to be still. Um, I have screaming on the list. Sometimes you just need to be loud or get emotions out in some way. Um, I do all the time. I, I guess I can't do it as much as I, or not as much, but to the level that I'd want to, because I don't know where you can go to scream unless you go to a scream room or go to the desert or something like that. But, like, I'll randomly just, like, be like, ah! And, like, real short, like, real short and deep, <laughs> just so I can get out real quick. Um, and I'll just be randomly anywhere and I'll do that. And um, sometimes people look at me crazy, but sometimes that's just what I want to do to release. Uh, screaming into pillows also. Like, that's when I have. Um, or if you're crying mm. and really sobbing and <laughs> you can wail into a pillow, that that works also. Um, <laughs> that sounds so sad. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but necessary. Um, another one is exercise. Whenever I'm also on the edge and I just, like, or I'm really frustrated and I just can't get there, I will go run till I either – am able to let it out or process or get my head clear boxing classes are great I know that um there's a pandemic right now so there's a lot of free classes virtually where you can do things but sweating there's just something about when you push yourself past that limit that allows you to have that flow of emotion um and I think it's all the hormones releasing in your body and different things that cool things that your brain is doing but exercise is always a good one and also therapy is on the list is a healthy way to process emotion. And that ties back into talking with somebody in this case to talk to an unbiased person and a person who is trained in understanding or recognizing particular triggers or, um, you know, reaction cause and all of those things. Um, a lot of times it's, it can be easier to talk to somebody like that. And then, um, you know, there's somebody who knows to let you speak and, you know, just give you the right prompts for allowing you to figure out your own stuff. 
Um, so for me, that has been really good because um, it just helps me to work through things. And I don't care what she thinks. No, let me take it back. I do care what she thinks in some spaces. I, because I've noticed a couple places I do like not really go into with her. Um, but in in the spaces of places that I'm working on, it's like you know I can tell you whatever because what you gonna do? Like who cares? But I also do notice still, even for me in therapy, um, I've never gotten emotional. Like I've never started crying really, um, or anything like that. And I've noticed a time that I did start to get in that space, I backed away from it real, like, a lot. So even for me, like, it's still, like, I just don't be wanting to be like that in front of people. Um, so that's just, that's my own thing. But it's still helpful to process those emotions with somebody else and with the therapist. Yeah, so let us know if you use any of these to process your emotions or if you try them, hit us, let us know. Um, leave us a voicemail, hit us at Carly's Couch on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you know, whatever is going on. And if there are any ways that you process that we didn't mention, I would love to hear some other ways and add some tools to my toolkit. Yeah, and then the biggest takeaway from this episode is for you to recognize the um, weight that might be on your body or on your mind and to think about what those emotions are that are adding to that and the importance of understanding that as you process them and as you chip away at that um, and really dive into it, that you can be in a much lighter place. And then, and also, you should process your good emotions too. Uh, sorry, now I'm like coming back to the episode when we're closing it out, but um, I think there's something to that too. Maybe we need to think about processing those a little bit more as well, um, just because maybe that can extend that, those good feelings. Yeah, and help us just be more aware of like what brings us into those spaces of flow or joy or happiness. And earlier, you had mentioned that you know you don't have these same processes, or you don't tend to journal or do things as much when you're experiencing like perceived good emotions or positive emotions. And I start been trying to think, and I don't really either. I know that one thing I do is like I will force myself, like, man, I was so excited today because of this, just because I'm like, man, if I ever look back at my journal, I want to remember that I was so yeah. excited. But outside of that, I don't actually have any things to process. Yeah, because I just went on a trip, and then I've been saying since I got back. Like, oh, I want to, you know, write about it. So I like to remember and, you know, the cool things that happen and stuff. But it's like also feel no urgency <laughs> to write about it for whatever reason, because it's maybe that would be nicer. That's a good sign is like things going well. There's not much to like have to process or because it's not weighing you down and because you're like cool. But I don't know. I think it is good to still recall those good things, happy thoughts. Um, in our planners where they ask you what's the greatest thing that happened this week, stuff like that. Like, I think we should be reflecting on all of those emotions as well, for sure. So um, for me, I think I'm going to plan to try to do a little bit more of that. Me too. And I'm, yeah, we should take moments to celebrate and to enjoy joy and being joyful. Mm -hmm. And um, we don't have a shout out this week. So if y'all have shout outs, please share them. We love celebrating you and highlighting people who are doing amazing things for the community and just for themselves and what's going on. So hit us at Carly's Couch and let us know. And then this week's question of the week is what or whom did I make better today? Mm, uh, what have I done today? Um... I guess I, man, this is whack, but I guess all I've done today um, before we start recording was a little bit of work. Um, and so maybe with one of my clients, uh, she recently just did like a photo shoot. And so I went through and gave her some 
uh, thoughts on like what photos I thought were some of the best ones and why and kind of some next steps for some work that we're doing. So maybe just on a straightforward tip for me, um, maybe I made her life a little better. I don't know if I made it better <laughs> or not, but um, did what I was getting paid to do. Okay. I like that. Um, I would say when I feel like I made myself better just processing all of these emotions and thinking through that and then also we had a board meeting for change the tune um so shout out to charlie and the change the tune crew and we're definitely making the community better we're starting a project in chicago in february oh cool yeah so making the world a better place that's where she lives now or no Mm-mm. no, no she's charlie, in boston uh well because the pandemic uh she's been in la and jamaica like back and oh, forth okay um so i'm trying so, like to she just kind of gets to be back home mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep gets to be back home and enjoy that but uh, we're launching our extended extracurricular like programming for kids in Chicago. And so that's cool. So I'm making Chicago a, be- a better place. Oh, yeah, that's great. Congrats. Yep. All right. Well, think about what what or whom you made better today. And also think about how you can make your own life better today by using some of the things we talked about in our episode on processing emotions. Um, thanks for listening, as always. And we will see you next week. Bye, y'all.